Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. You know, we recently talked about John D. Rockefeller a few episodes ago, and one thing that really struck me was how closely his success as a businessman was tied to his ability to control his emotions. And this might seem like an easy thing to do, or, or maybe not for the younger listeners out there <laughs> and the parents who are struggling with, you know, emotional uh, energy, we'll call it. Um, and, but, you know, it, it's one of the harder skills to learn. And, you know, I think, Brittany, you once called it like a superpower. Yes. Um, <laughs> The fact is that, you know, many people use their feelings and not facts or logic when they make decisions. And many times, you know, those decisions impact laws, which is how we get so many problems in government, uh, impacts our personal relationships, you know, impacts business decisions. Um, but in a, in a government space, you know, you have socialists who believe that everyone should have free access to food and healthcare and just about everything else. And, and all of this is based on feeling, right? We love other people. We, we don't want them to suffer. Therefore, we should, you know, force everyone to help them because they deserve it. And they're human beings who need dignity and respect, you know, and, and who doesn't wish prosperity on people, right? Like we all want that. Um, the problem is that when you look at implementing those policies, it just doesn't work. You, you can't use feelings to pass laws, to force other people to do things. So I wanted to talk a little bit with you, Brittany, about how our listeners, how we all can train ourselves to be better at thinking with our brain instead of relying on our emotions. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good point because not only does this help us, you know, in maybe political dealings, like maybe somebody wants to grow up and do what you do and work at a think tank and, and help their states pass laws, but also in personal lives, right? Sometimes we overreact and maybe we say things we don't mean where we could have handled a situation better. So we had an episode just a couple episodes ago, excuse me, episodes ago, where we talked about Stanislav Petrov, who kept his emotions in check and he actually saved the world from nuclear war. Um, and before we get into brainstorming, it's worth noting, I wanted to quote um, somebody who's, he wrote a great book called um, A Man's Search for Meaning. His name was Viktor Frankl. And he, it's a great book. Um, he survived a concentration camp during World War II. And we have not actually really gotten into a discussion on World War II yet. We will. We'll have probably more than one episode about that. But he had this really great quote, and it's my favorite quote in the whole world. And it says, between stimulus and response, there is space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. I'm going to break that down a little bit. So between stimulus and response means between that thing that makes you mad or that thing that makes you want to act, whether it's, oh, I see somebody hungry. That means we need to pass a law for everyone to get food. Or maybe like this person said something mean to me. Oh, I want to yell at them. So before that stimulus, the stimulus is that thing that that causes you to want to react. It, you know, it gives you those those strong feelings. And then of course your response is is how you react to that. And what what Frank Gould is saying is in between, you know, that thing that makes you mad and how you respond, there is this this space, there is this room for you to decide how you're going to respond. And it's what you do with that room and what and what decision you make that really makes you kind of a mature thinker, a rational thinker. And so I always think of this when I think about using, you know, uh, facts over feelings or, or controlling mm -hmm. your emotions. So I wanted to kind of start the brainstorm off with that. I like that quote uh, because there's actually some brain science behind this. And for our younger listeners, you're just a little bit disadvantaged 
because your brains are still developing. And a specific part of the brain actually called the prefrontal cortex. And this develops into your early 20s, your mid 20s. And so even teenagers aren't fully developed even after puberty and all that. I think it's like 27, right? So a lot of adults aren't even. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should change the voting age because (laughs) because what the prefrontal cortex does is it's the part of your brain that is uh, that that processes logic. So when Brittany here is talking about logic and fact and making rational decisions, um, this becomes, of course, much easier when your prefrontal cortex is more developed because that is the part of your brain that has this focus. And, um, you know, what's interesting about the brain is that when the pathways in your brain are not fully developed, your prefrontal cortex is not fully mature and fully developed, then the other parts of your brain, the, the kind of emotional response, the, the fight or flight, right? Like something bad is happening, so I'm either going to resist or I'm going to run away. And, 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 you know, that's just how our brains have kind of developed. And so we have to be patient with younger people, of course, because they haven't yet uh, develop the capacity to look at a problem, look at a stimulus, as you called it, not those, not those stimulus checks that adults are getting from Congress, <laughs> but, but this, like, you know, I, I use the example of like a, a woman, and I'm stereotyping here, but how dare a, you? <laughs> a, but a woman seeing like a mouse crawling on the ground, right? And I don't know, Brittany, how you would act, but I would know. scream and squeal and jump on a couch. There you go. All right, I don't, I don't have to stereotype you. You, I did it to myself. <laughs> So, so Brittany is, uh, is jumping uh, on a chair in response to a stimulus, a, a, the, the sight of a, a little mouse crawling around. And um, now, Brittany, let's see if I can and, you know, get you to admit this and push back if you want. But would you agree that like, if the mouse is on the other side of your kitchen or your room or something like that, that you know, it's not going to like run and jump on you? It's not going to... Like you jumping on a couch or a chair is not necessary or not totally logical. Or what are your thoughts there? Uh, no, I don't know what that mouse is capable of. So I'm going <laughs> to jump on the chair. I'm going to grab something blunt and hope it you, doesn't come over. You don't want to underestimate the power <laughs> of the mouse. No, I'm not underestimating that mouse. You know, but I, if I was thinking logically, you're probably right. There's probably some space to work with here. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 time that it would take for the mouse to crawl over towards you, which would give you time to move further away or then get up if you needed. You know, there could be time for you to get a box or a Tupperware and like put it over the mouse to to trap it. Um, but but so often in life, and I'm guilty of you know the same things. We all have these stimuli, the plural of stimulus. We all have these stimuli that when we see them, we emotionally react. We we just lash out, or we we run away, or we fight back. And <clears throat> if we want to improve, what Viktor Frankl is is saying in that quote that you share, right? In that space in between is our power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom. I love that quote that you shared. So because, great. because when we stop reacting to everything, right? When we just stop emotionally responding and, and lashing out and just, you know, being emotional about everything, we, we can pause and think and and kind of maturely try and process what's happening. If if mom is asking us to do the dishes. And I, I don't want to do the dishes. I want to go play with my toys or play with my friends or go watch this show or whatever, right? The emotional response is that immediate pushback, right? It's that, it's that backlash. It's, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do, right? 
And, and that's kind of the emotional response for a child. My, my kids are struggling with the same thing. Like a lot of the listeners out there probably have that type of dynamic in their lives as well. Well, what Viktor Frankl is saying is uh, instead of immediately reacting before, before you just lash out, just for a split second even, just for a few seconds, if you pause and think, okay, what is the better response here, right? What if I, instead of lashing out, I, I have a, a, a calm response to mom and I say, mom, I'd really love to watch this show. What if um, right when the show's done, I'll do the dishes and I'll even take the trash out? Mom, you know, for the moms listening, turn, turn to your kids right now, right? Like, <laughs> how, how would you respond? I know how I would respond if my child calmly negotiated, right? And, and kind of we had a discussion about it and they asked for something different calmly and maturely. I would be totally on board. I would be impressed by their maturity in how they're controlling their emotions. But of course, when it's, oh, I don't want to watch TV, then what happened? I, I, I'm talking to my kids about this a lot. So hi, Keaton, hi, Linnea, you know, if they're listening to this episode. Um, you know, when they, when they push back immediately and have that emotional response, that prompts me and my wife to then dig in our heels, right? And be like, well, no, you need to go do it now. Otherwise, there's going to be a consequence and blah, blah, blah. And, and, it, and it puts us down this negative spiral. And, and so instead, if you can avoid that negative kind of back and forth and just start with a very controlled response and think, okay, what's the right way to, to deal with this? I want to do something different. You know, I don't want to do my homework. Or I don't want to listen to another, you know, podcast of Connor and Brittany talking, or I don't want to do whatever, right? <laughs> and, and instead, if you think like, hey, how can I negotiate? How can I kind of talk about what I want instead? And have a discussion with my mom. I mean, it'd be a game changer for the kids out there. There's also a bigger lesson too. We, we mentioned politics also. So when something happens, when a stimulus happens, so uh, let's, or stimuli, I guess. So let's think about, we've talked about 9-11 before. Um, you know, a big event happened where our, our you know, planes flew into the towers, people died. And the immediate reaction was, TSA was, you know, let's let's go bomb all these countries. It, it, you have the same thing happening in government because people don't know how to control their emotions. So these little things you can learn now as a kid will also help you later on because, again, so maybe some of you will grow up and be politicians. There's a big problem when we act not only without thinking, but before we have all the information, which is usually what happens when we act quickly, right? Because we don't have time to, like you said, think about a negotiation or maybe even think about what the real problem is, what's going on. And so a lot of times in government, politicians get so eager to act because they want to show that they're doing something about a problem that they don't stop and think, how is this hurting the overall goal? Like, let's talk about, you actually mentioned the stimulus checks. So, you know, we had the government recently send out a bunch of stimulus checks to a lot of people who didn't need them because it was just income-based. So if you made a certain amount of money, you got the check. And a lot of these people didn't lose their jobs. They weren't suffering because of COVID-19. But now, how much, do you know how much total we spent on the stimulus? Oh, uh, lost track. It's, it's, you know, trillions. Now. Trillions. So because people wanted to help people immediately during this COVID crisis and, and President, uh, former President Trump also gave out a 1200 one and then a $600 one before he left office, we acted quickly and we did this thing that felt like the right thing to do because we wanted to help people not realizing that now our children and our grandchildren and their children and their grandchildren are now going to be paying for this because we keep spending money. So it's not just in our personal lives, right? It's both. We, we need to learn to control our emotions because otherwise 
we pass policies or make decisions that hurt not just us, but a lot of other people. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, it, it's such a challenge for people because when you think of big, scary things happening in the public, uh, current events, wars, economy, all these challenges that can happen, some of this stuff can be really scary. You know, you don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, uh, the next day. You don't know, um, you know, what, what might happen to your bank account. You don't know if you'll have your job. And um, if, if uh, in fact, we should do an episode soon uh, just on this, uh, our recent book that just came out. So our 12th children's book, the uh, Tuttle Twins yes. and the Leviathan Crisis, is all about this exact topic you guys it's about how we get scared and we kind of emotionally respond we want a savior we want someone to fix our problems and so the government comes in and they say you know i'll save you i'll protect you right just just give me some of your freedoms like you point out the tsa right the kids who have flown on planes never have known anything other than having to like take everything out of your bag take your belt off take your shoes off you know take your jacket off walk through this scanner that's looking at your body like that's just how flying is, except for those of us who are older, like flying used to not be like that at all, no. you know, and we used to have more freedoms. But because people got scared and they turned to the government, government said, OK, fine, we're going to do all these things. And now they've created all these jobs for all these TSA workers who, you know, that's a topic for another day. What's <laughs> uh, called security theater. It makes us feel more safe than, you know, actually keeping us safe. And so. It's a challenge because time and again, people get scared and then they turn to the government to help. And so government grows and it grows and it grows. And so that's what we talk about in this book where this is Leviathan. It's it's the, the, uh, the government is growing in size because we keep feeding it our freedoms and, and it grows as a result. And so uh, make sure that you've got that latest book. You can head to TuttleTwins.com slash products and see that book along with all the other ones that we've recently put out. Brittany, as we wrap up uh, here, I want to ask maybe a final question to you. And that is, you know, can we stop this trend? It, it feels like um, people being scared, voters asking for, you know, help, people responding emotionally to what's happening. Like we've talked a little bit about how the kids and, and even us adults, like we can, we can work within that space of time, we can, you know, control our response, then we can really improve. And so in our personal lives, I, I think there's a lot of room for improvement of things that we can do. But it seems like when we look at the world around us and society, that we just always fall into this problem where people are emotionally reacting. Do you see that ever not happening? Well, that's why I think this podcast is so important, if I may say so myself, because it starts with the next generation, right? There might not be a whole lot we can do for older people who are set in their ways and who don't want to think differently. But with kids, they've got their whole life ahead of them. Like you, you really do control what happens in the future. So just imagine how much better that will be if, you know, everybody listening took a real, like maybe this week, that's what you do. You make a real effort to really see if you can control your emotions and, and notice it and everything you're doing. So maybe we can't stop the older people from doing it. But I think kids today have, you know, they're going to play a huge role in being able to make the world better because of this later on. Well said. Guys, uh, TuttleTwins.com slash podcast where you can find the show notes. Thanks as always for being subscribed. Share the podcast with another family that you think would benefit. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.